Hi friends, welcome to another episode. I haven't made an episode for the audio world in a little bit, and the reason why is because I've been focusing my energy on uh, YouTube and as well as money-making projects, which are pretty important if you want to avoid living under a bridge. I, for one, am a huge fan of having heat, air, not sleeping on a broken bottle, and maybe not seeing a dead body floating down a river, which I hear is part of bridge life. Hashtag. Uh, as you know, I'll frequent MySpace and see that that's that's kind of what's going on. So, eh, not my style. I I have been focusing my attention in those two directions, as well as other important directions. Oh, including picking out a new apartment, which will be happening very soon. I mean, we've already picked it. I'm going to be in there soon. I'm excited about this. But I have decided that I want my videos on YouTube to be uh, sort of in a, a specific format. And I want these conversations to be edited down into a short form type of format. But there's no reason I can't share the long form version of the conversations, which I want to keep happening on here. And then, you know, just send some people to them who want to listen to the audio forms. So I had a lovely conversation with my friend Jeremy Cohen, who is a New York City photographer who lances freely according to his Instagram account about adapting your style of, of creating and your art form to working with a brand and bringing value to them. And he has a very unique way of doing so. Uh, his, his style is actually very easily adaptable to that world, and I think that's fascinating. And he's done a wonderful job, and he's worked with some, some pretty big brands, including uh, Honda, T-Mobile, um, uh, was it Dunkin' Donuts, and so I spoke with him about his experience there and what he's learned. And here that is. Enjoy. Just, you know, enjoy. All right. Hi, Jeremy. How's it going? Hey, what's up, James? <laughs> uh, how, uh, what, what have you been up to lately? Uh, besides that injury that I mentioned earlier, tearing my ACL in a soccer game, uh, I've been doing the same old, same old, running around, shooting, although I'm kind of like limping around now. Mm. Uh, I just got back photographing Austin City Limits Music Festival in Austin, Texas, uh, photographing for one of the sponsors, Honda, which was a fun shoot. So I just got back from that yesterday, and now I'm, I have a couple of days to like catch up on work. Actually, I have a shoot, I have a couple of shoots this week, small shoots, and then I'm going to heading to LA on Sunday for Adobe Max conference. Oh, exciting. That's yeah. cool. Well, before, before we get to that, uh, your hair's pretty rad right now. Thank you. <laughs> I like how you just uh, left it there. Uh, we were talking about hair before we started this thing, and then yeah. we just we just flung our hair around a little bit, and he's like, I'm just going to keep it the way it is. I don't even care. <laughs> yeah, it gives me some, you know, I'm, I'm a shorter guy, so it gives me some height. Right, right. Right. Um, yeah, and, and uh, it's a good way to make yourself seem more appealing to people who like people with tall hair specifically. Yes. So I wanted to talk a little bit about, well, first off, let me tell you about what I like about what you do, what I feel like you're good at. I feel like you are, you're able to capture very authentic and natural photos of people in their environment. I think that is your strongest strength. You have a unique style that is uh, 
that when I come across it in my Instagram feed, I know it's you immediately, which is what photographers tend to always like to have, right? Um, but it's very vibrant. It's very exciting. And you've, you've had an interesting way of adapting it to work with brands. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about a little bit with you. Um, first off, what do you think is the value that you have to bring to brands with your work, in your own words? Um, I'd say the value I could bring, well, for one, uh, when I when I work for a brand, I make sure I give them my best. Uh, no one wants to work with someone that, you know, if you're going to half-ass it, what's the point? Um, they're not going to want to hire you again, and why are you even doing it if, if you don't really want to do it? Um, so, for one, I think brands like to hire me or rehire me because they could trust me. They know I'll put out... Uh, good work and work that you know is is true to me mm. so that's cool that's cool um what do you think it is about your style that is can bring value to brands um i well i think the basis of my style like the reason why i do photography is i consider myself a storyteller so i think with my photos i like to be able to tell stories with uh whether it's one photo or a series of photos. And I think that's what a lot of brands want to do when they hire me. They want to be able to tell the sto tell their story of the product or sharing the story of a person they're featuring or et cetera. Mm -hmm. I, so, and I, th I think uh, I, I like to think I successfully do that because I'm a portrait photographer and I, I mean, I like to tell stories. Mm -hmm. I think what... What, what creatives tend to struggle with, I'm curious if you think you struggle with this, is undervaluing what you have to offer to people out there because you do it for fun. You, you get up and you would do it if nobody was paying you. And so that creates this weird complex in your head where you think that what you're doing isn't all that special because you've had to fight for attention for you know what you're doing, especially in the beginning, right? Uh, and so to put a monetary value on that is a very weird alien concept to us. Absolutely. I'm curious if you struggle with that. Um, I, yeah, like sometimes I, sometimes I have to remind myself like where I'm at cause sometimes certain things seem like really easy to shoot, but then I realized like what I was shooting like three years ago and getting offered to shoot what I would be shooting today and I would consider it really challenging. So, and I feel the same way about the way I feel now as I probably will three years down the road. Uh, I think it's important to always, you know, always like push yourself and try to improve on certain things that you may be lacking in or struggling in, whether it's, whether it's a technical part of photography or art or, or if it's a psychological part, because that's a lot of portrait photography. So, and the same idea, it's like, it's nice to like look back, even if you go to your Instagram feed and look back to last year, two years ago. You just look at some of your work, and I find I don't I think it's it's with me and also a, a couple of my friends. So I'm sure it's with a lot of other artists. I mean, I'm sure it's with every artist. We we improve so much, and sometimes we don't realize it. And we have to remind ourselves, like, wow, we got this much better, and we didn't even realize it. So we're even if we keep pushing, like we are right now, 
we're going to get even better and be able to look back on what we're doing now and realize it wasn't nearly as power as strong of a body of work as we'll be doing down the line. Yeah. Was it was there a moment in your growth as a photographer where you felt like you really had hit a stride of quality for yourself and maybe maybe that quality specifically as applied to work with a brand? Uh yeah, that's a good question. I guess well my first shoot my first like real official shoot with a brand was in December 2014 shortly after I graduated college uh it was with Beats by Dre (laughs) what that's your first one I mean it, it wasn't like a huge shoot or anything it was like pretty much they hired a bunch of creatives yeah to uh make they they were doing a campaign um trying to remember exactly what it was called but it was this video where you go from ear to ear it was for the Beats by Dre headphones that I think they just came out and to spread awareness they uh or for their for their campaign they would have videos of people uh they wanted to get everyone to do it because they thought it they thought it could be pretty easy of people to take their cell phone and just take a video recording themselves going from ear around to the other ear Mm -hmm. um and then and then loop it in like three different places or just do it once and there's a hashtag for it so but they, they they tried to get everyone to do it uh but they also hired some creatives that they thought would make higher quality videos to do it. Yeah. Uh, and so I was one of them. And this agency at the time, Laundry Service, reached out to me via recommendation of a friend uh, to do it. And that was my first gig. So I made a video. I was so nervous to accept it because I thought I wouldn't do a good – I thought I wasn't ready. And after thinking about it, I, I knew it was like a really good opportunity that I just had to do. I couldn't like uh, – couldn't wuss out. That was the easy thing to say no. Mm. Um, it was intimidating. It, yeah, fear of failure. Mm. I was I was so scared. And then, because also the other thing was it was during, it was really a quick turnaround, and it was actually during a ski trip that I was doing with my high school friends. So it was in like December. We planned this trip out for like six months ahead. Uh, when we're in Utah, actually, nope, skiing at a Solitude Mountain, and so it was during that week that I had to shoot it. So. At first, I was like, oh, I definitely can't do it. And then I realized, wait, why don't I just make like a snowboarding version? I could shoot it out there. I don't need to be in New York. So I brought the headphones. It got delivered like right before I left for Utah. I brought the headphones out. And then, yeah, it was like four different frames going uh, ear to ear. One was while I was skiing down the mountain, snowboarding down the mountain. The other one was like in the hot tub, but in, in the cold with all the snow around forget the third one and then the fourth one instead of me I switched it to a, a snowman and it was like ear to ear of a snowman <laughs> nice. uh, it was just like a silly video but it was cool and client was really happy with the video and then from there ironically the snowball kept rolling <laughs> yeah I feel like for most people your first job or your first brand like collaboration was with your uncle's shoe shop or something totally totally yeah yeah, yeah. so I that's mean, pretty rad that- I think I might have had a couple other, like, really – that was my first, like, big one for sure. Like, I think I definitely had some other shoots, but nothing like that before. That was – Nice. Yeah. Yeah, and you got to come to Utah, which I, I would vouch for. That's it's, – it's a pretty nice place. Oh, yeah. This year I won't be coming, unfortunately, because of the injury, but uh, – Sadness overwhelms me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I, so I'm curious how you have – 
sort of morphed your style more recently to what you feel like brands are looking for? Like, how have you how have you done that in a way that has helped you still stay authentic, but uh, meet their needs at the same time? Totally. Yeah. I mean, I so I think I think it's really important because I'm doing a lot of branded work lately, but it kind of aligns with my personal work because I also shoot a lot of personal work. So, for example, I mean. This shoot that my this shoot that I'm shooting tomorrow and the next day um, is something I would photograph anyway that a brand offered to that 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 I'm working with a brand on so it's really exciting for me which is how some of more of my shoots have been lately so I'm photographing a a marathon runner for a company uh, and we're meeting up a couple times before the marathon tomorrow and the next day. And gonna photograph like on her runs with the product, without the product, and then photographing her on Marathon Day, New York City Marathon, um, and and tying that in. But not only just photographing; it's it's more about tying in uh, her story and why she runs and how she gives back to the community via running, and uh, and how she like and naturally how she brings this product, how it helps her with what she does. So like, I, I'm really excited for this job, and uh, I don't I don't know if that really answered the question too much. Um, no, I, to uh, I think that's a good it, example of the marriage between the two. I mean, I think yeah. I think that's a really interesting uh, example of that. I mean, I, th- I think the most important thing is just shooting stuff that is true to you that you really enjoy, and if you really enjoy your work, and it and it could work with a, I mean unless it's not too far out there. If you have a unique voice and visually appealing work um, and you like it, I'm sure other people will like it too and who, who knows what could happen then. But the mo- I think it just kind of like how health starts with from your gut. Hmm. I think art starts with like if you like it. If you like it, other people will like it. Hmm. Um, but if you don't even like what you're making, there's a very high chance. I mean, why should anyone else like it, you know? Yeah, well, you it's like you are your own you you are your compass towards what is pleasing to other people who are like you. Not to everybody. I think people yeah. get tripped up on this, right? It's not to uh your art can be meant for everybody, but it's uh, weird uh, you're going to run into some weird problems there, I bet. Uh the easiest way to go about it is to make what you what you feel like you would love to see, right? Um, and I think that, that it's an interesting marriage because you're maintaining a level of passion for what you're creating and you're also bringing value to somebody else and you have that passion for what you're creating to fuel your ability to do it really, really well. And I think that alignment is what can make interesting things happen. I think it makes you more valuable to other people. So when these people are reaching so when you're working with brands, are they normally reaching out to you? Or are you reaching out to them? But how? What percentage? Um, before I actually answer this question, I want to mention one other thing to kind of follow up with that uh, answer is something something that like one of my friends did that I think helped. That's true to him, but also is going to help him get work in stuff that he in in fields that he wants to get work in. So I don't know if. If you ever heard of my friend Andre Laro, he's a portrait photographer, also based in Brooklyn. I'll check him out. Yeah, 
he today actually he dropped his latest photo project so he's a, he's a photographer and a writer also he worked with a team on this project i'm not i'm not familiar with the other people but it wasn't just him but they all had a say in it so he started a, a project and he went down to his home state of florida to photograph um people who can't vote so felon disenfranchisement in mm. in his state which is like a swing state now um so voting is really everyone's vote is really important and it's really it's really frustrating when it's i think this that millions of people can't can't vote because they've been in jail for this they've been in jail once for you know crimes that are very uh, minuscule um so he went down met like just used his used like facebook used twitter reached out for, to his friends if they are familiar with anyone and just like through connections he met up with about eight people in florida set up some time with them took made their portraits uh interviewed them told their story from their perspectives and worked with a team to write a whole write a whole article on it and just to help inform people get people to go out and vote and that project uh is something he feels passionately about and really told a unique perspective told the story from a unique perspective from these people with beautiful photography and interviews um so just like going out of your way to make to make something like that happen that could show clients that you could tell a story that you could do something like this as opposed to you know anyone can take a good photo if you're at the right place at the right time you know but not everyone can do something like this and mm. pull together able, all the pieces that be able to, yeah be able to like motivate people to go out and do something via photography yeah. or or just get, get people to yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's interesting i think it's cool how i think it's important for artists right now who are trying to do things that help uh, tell a story around a message that they're trying to to help other people engage with i think art has the ability to help people uh understand things and emotionalize things in a way that just telling them cannot in a way that like a political speaker cannot i think of comedy for example as it's a good way to to communicate truth to people through humor because humor sort of softens the mind and softens the heart to truths that we can relate with and things that we may find offensive but if you you run them through the filter of a little bit of humor they they're received better and so in this case i think it's the same idea absolutely this is why i watch like stephen colbert trevor noah john oliver by the way for mm -hmm. my news <laughs> yeah it's important i think that's it's a, a hugely important part of society comedy yeah uh so so to the question uh, how many people are reaching out to you versus you reaching out to them so i'm i mean i'm fortunate uh at this point i well <laughs> since i got injured i'm trying to slow down from work a little bit but i'm at a point where I'm getting reached out to enough work that I don't have to reach out, but at the same time, that's not. I know that's not going to be forever. It's just I'm in a good place right now. So even though I'm getting reached out for work, I'm still not. Uh, I'm not taking that for granted. Like I'm, I'm building, making personal projects on the side, and and still trying to 
uh, still trying to always be working and growing. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually am working on a new project now, which is more of a long-term project, but working with my mom at it, on it out of all people. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my mom is a oral cancer survivor, stage mm-hmm. four, and she is in a community with – she knows a lot of other – oral cancer survivors and you know it's something that is very preventable that dentists specifically can prevent can do oral cancer screenings but a lot of dentists don't because it's like a five-minute routine checkup and uh they could get more patients in during the day if they skip over it and the chances are even though the chances are like really low you have oral cancer it's still there's a chance um so my mom actually they didn't they didn't find it until it was stage four, but if they found it at stage one or stage two, it would have been a lot more preventable. So luckily she survived. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, it was a very low chance that she survived. So, uh, our goal is to, you know, photograph people and share their stories across the, across the country mm-hmm. to help, uh, spread awareness. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's, that's interesting. I'm excited to work with my mom on that. Cause she's also, a, she, she's a really good writer. Okay. So I'm gonna right. help. In the, I'm gonna help in the in the interviewing and photo, photographing, photographing department, and she's gonna do a lot of the writing, and we're gonna work. And we're gonna mix it together and make a project out of it. I feel like at some point in my life, I'm gonna end up working with my mom. I think that only works if you have a really good re- relationship with the mother figure. I think a lot yeah. of people think that would be the worst thing ever, <laughs> but. Uh, if, you're, if you have a great mom like me, and I think you do, then that sounds like a fun time. Yep, I'm very lucky to have a fantastic mom. Mm. Let's jump into some specific examples of stuff that I've seen you do, collaborations that I've seen you do that I, I think is quite interesting. And I want to talk about uh, how you came across them and uh, how you sort, what your thought process was when you were going through the project. First off, I think a good place to start is the uh, Saradici Brandathon because you did that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So how how have you uh, been able to get to know the great Saradici? So it's a good question. It's funny in New York, creatives in New York, you kind of everyone's just so connected with each other. Whether you're just like at some event or party or on the street, like I I ride my bike around a lot, so I'm just like always observing the city and sometimes I just see people I don't know mm. how, how did I meet Sarah though I was it at one of her events that's where me and you met yeah I wonder if I actually met it's it's such like a blurred line because so many of my friends I like know online for a while and then I meet them in person and it's like I I feel like I already met them it's like oh is this the first time we met IRL right um so I feel like I I feel like I've talked to Sarah online a couple of times before I actually met her. Um, yeah, to be honest, <laughs> can't put a Just finger a blur on of friendship. Met but it was it was probably about two years ago. Okay, cool. And uh, um, did she call you up? And yeah, shortly after we met, she was looking for a photographer uh, for her brandathon, and she asked me, and I was I thought it was an awesome opportunity to work with her. So yeah, yeah we did that, it. and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and well, and you did a fantastic job. I think that a lot of photographers would really, in, in this day and age, would love to 
have those types of projects come their way where it's just like you get to hang out with another creative person, go take some nice portraits, go take some environmental portraits of them in their office, this mm -hmm. sort of thing. Maybe there's a neon peach involved and <laughs> in Sarah's case. And, uh, and you know, you end up with some stuff that you feel really good about and you're able to work with people you really respect who are like your age. Yep. That's a it's fun cool working thing. with people the same age too. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a cohesion there, and I think that New York City is happens to be full of that right now, and I think that's so interesting. Yep, I love it here so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, speaking of neon signs, I want to show you real quick my oh, neon sign that one? I. I see a snake on the wall. It's my first. Oh yeah, that's that's a uh, reptile of some. That's a. Salamander. Oh, it's a, okay. It's like a some like giant monitor lizard type thing. Yeah. Wow. This is my bikes back there, but oh, this yeah. is my motorized bike. Pizza? Is it pizza? Yeah, I wish I wish I could change the exposure, but yeah, it's, uh, a, uh, it's the pizza right next to it's, Jesus. It's a pizza. It's, oh, that's actually this guy from the show Queer Eye, JVN. Oh, <laughs> okay. Van S. He looks like Jesus though. He might as well be Jesus. My roommate <laughs> just got that. Oh, there we go. Now I can see it better. I think we should all have the ability to have our own version of that, uh, that like the Catholic candle Ooh, thing. That would be good. Right? I'm, I'm Jewish and I would even like to have that. <laughs> that's awesome. Dude, I want to get a neon sign. This, I think that's the new thing. Yeah, I was just at this, uh, this small shop in when I was in Texas and they were selling that. And it was mainly because of the drip. It was... It was not only a neon pizza sign. I've seen that before, but it was a it's a pizza with with a it was dripping yeah. cheese. So I was like, oh, just that small detail. I had to get it. Yeah, I saw yeah. one that's a banana that I really want. It'd be fun. Bananas are cool too. <laughs> Bananas are pretty rad. Uh, you know, they're good for potassium. But if you eat more than like twenty a day, I think you die. So be careful. Yeah, definitely. But Don't sa do that. same thing with pizza. So. Um, <laughs> I also wanted to talk to you about the uh, the brand that you, I think you just got done shooting in Texas, right? Which is Honda? Yes. Okay, so I've seen some of the photos on your Instagram from uh, some recent shoot regarding Honda. And this is particularly interesting to me because Honda, I don't know if you know, a car is not a person. And you're really good at shooting people. So what made you think that you would feel good about shooting a car how did that and how did you adapt your style to that yeah great question so I mean I ultimately try. ultimately it comes down to telling a story which is what I love to do like I ideally I think my favorite thing to do is tell the story of people and this was kind of the case like I so for Honda I was telling the story I was hired to tell the story through my perspective uh, mostly like at, like uh, as an influencer they wanted me to share the story on my channels so yeah but it i mean it was a really fun shoot i pretty the the gig was i came to austin a couple of days early i i drove the new accord hybrid and it was, i just documented my experience driving around austin exploring a new city which is really exciting with the car which was ideal because i can't really walk too well so exploring via car uh, was worked out great and then after a couple of days, the music festival started, and I just photographed some artists, photographed, took some photos at their activation, and just at the festival in general, and enjoyed the festival while taking some photos. Um, and yeah, they wrapped it up with, I, I had a couple more days with the car after the festival, and then drove it back to the airport, and yeah, that was it. I 
I had a lot of fun shooting this. It, it was really natural to me. Yeah, when you get when you work with brands, you can also get some pretty rad uh, food location people party opportunities. I've found that to be wonderful. Even if you just shoot like even if you just go a bit more traditional and shoot weddings, for example, you get some amazing food. And oh that's, yeah, that's fantastic. It's like it's Absolutely. almost like a cheat code to life. You yeah, don't have uh, to pay. Some of my good friends are work for the Infatuation, which is a. Uh, uh, I don't know if you've heard of it, infatuation. I haven't heard of it. They're. I'm infatuated by it though. Tell actually, me. They, they just bought Zagat, so they. Have you heard of Zagat? No, I like, haven't. <laughs> it was like the it's the old school now food review company. So okay. they're like a modern day. Maybe I've seen it. Uh, rest, restaurant review company. Mm. Um, so they have they have all these events and work with all these different awesome brands and. So I, I since since we're all like friends with them, we go to all these events, and it's always like free, amazing food and yeah. That's rad. That's they, rad. They just had a EatsCon this last week. It was during uh, the festival I was shooting, so I wasn't able to be there unfortunately. But it was in New York called EatsCon. Mm-hmm. It was pretty much a music festival except with food. Gotcha. So instead of all like the bands performing, it was just like all the coolest restaurants had like pop up food shops. Okay, I'm down with that. That's cool. Yeah, I just, yeah. I just, uh, me and my wife just did a project with a tourism board in Idaho, visit Idaho, nice. and Idaho is actually a pretty interesting place. But they basically made our itinerary and made all like gave us places to go eat every morning, afternoon, or every morning lunch and dinner, whatever. And uh, the food was amazing, and I was like, this is great. I could do this forever. Okay, I'm eating chicken wraps. I got some good coffee. That's it's that's good stuff, man. Love food. Yeah, love food. <laughs> Food's good. Yeah. Um, okay, so regarding regarding your work and how you have also worked in the um, dimension of motion, you tend to make some gifs as well. And so I scrolled back through your Instagram feed and found a brand deal or a brand collaboration you did with. Dunkin' Donuts, I think it was, and it was a guy standing there with an umbrella, and donuts were falling down onto the person in the umbrella, which I imagine would be a terrible experience in real life, probably pretty painful, because they're falling from like 30,000 feet, true, but, true, true. <laughs> yeah, but, um, the, the, well, first off, how did you, how did you decide to start working in, no, I'll, ask, I'll actually ask this question. Was that something where you were able to adapt uh, a natural street photo that you've already taken or that you were, that you, maybe you took for this thing? Were you able just to adapt that to, like, I thought it was interesting that you just added in the donuts on what looked like a street photo. I specifically shot that photo to animate it. So it was definitely planned out. Um, So that, that shoot was actually for Dunkin' Donuts came out with an emoji keyboard. So they wanted me, since I did a personal project in the past called Emoji Portraits, where I, it was kind of when emojis first came out, I did, this project was called Emoji Portraits, where I incorporated emojis into portraits that I was taking. Um, so I, they knew of that, and so they hired me for this, where they wanted me to do something very similar to my personal project, except with their emojis that they made, which was like donuts, and like donut, Dunkin' Donuts coffee cups. So, so they gave me the uh, 
they gave me the emojis and I just came up with some concepts and one of the concepts was holding one of, I, I forget if it was an actual umbrella. This was like, must have been over two years ago now. I forget if it was an actual umbrella or an emoji umbrella, but yeah, my friend was holding an umbrella mm -hmm. and he, and I just decided to animate instead of just having the donuts, uh, sitting there making it look like rain. I thought it would just make a lot more sense if I animated them making it look like it rained. And I actually didn't really know how to do that. So I just did, looked up some Photoshop tutorials. Figured and, it out. <laughs> yeah, figured it out for that. And just did some trial and error and yeah. Nice. I, I think it's interesting how it is the quintessential normal, I guess, yeah, it's the normal uh, NYC street scene that you would come across in like if you're scrolling through the explore page on Instagram, it's a street photo that you would find. And you were able to adapt that in an interesting way by using motion and by adding in a little bit of intentional branding. That was nice. When you. when you um have you found that motion has been an interest a good way to integrate brand concepts? Uh, yeah, I think it's a, it's a tool you could use to have some of your work stand out a little bit more and be a little different. Um, like a lot of times when you're shooting for brands, for products, you know, shooting products, um, it can get pretty repetitive. Like you see a lot of, uh, you see a lot of similar, you see a lot of things that multiple people are doing, such as like when, you know, like tossing something up in the air in your hand or just like holding it out with your hand with like the city in the background or you know it's like it's it's challenging to photograph a product and make it seem unique so mm -hmm. i think by doing something with motion it just like opens up the doors to make something really unique there's a lot more w creative wiggle room to just do so many things mess around with so many different techniques mm -hmm. uh bring it to life you know yeah 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 and so i think it's important for all photographers to learn some video because first of all, your camera is most like can most likely shoot video, mm. and if it doesn't, you could just make a video out of stills. Get really creative with stop motion, you know. Yeah, and I also think it's uh, motion is a good way to grab people's eyes. If we're talking about you know if someone's make, making an Instagram ad that they're going to uh, share to everybody who scrolls past it, they have an eighth of a second to grab their attention. So if you see a really bright, beautiful photo in your style with donuts falling down and, and yeah. you know, and it works really well, it feels nice. And you're like, oh, that's Dunkin' Donuts. I didn't really like Dunkin' Donuts, but this is interesting. They're, they, got, they got their Instagram game on and I feel good exactly. about that. So I'm going to yeah. go buy a donut maybe. Yeah, it's almost like with brands, it's, it's similarly the same with dating in the mm. sense that uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not on like online dating anymore, but when I was, you know, if, if whoever I was swiping did, had like a blurry or, or just like, you know, not just a, a picture of a bloody ax. Yeah. Just like really bad photos of themselves or just, yeah, that too. But compared to someone who like had style and like the photos were good, um, in the sense that they understood some sort of composition or lighting mm. or something. Sounds kind of just ridiculous. aesthetic. Right. Yeah. Sounds kind of ridiculous, but you know. Yeah. In a, in a sense, it makes a difference. Same thing. You're marketing yourself. It's, yeah, it's you're marketing yourself. You're marketing for a product. You know, 
Mm. It's the same thing. We're all we're all we're all selling something. Yeah, 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 totally. And another one brand deal that you did that I thought was interesting uh, because it literally felt like it was just like it was right within your your wheelhouse, as they say, is uh, T-Mobile because you did you did just a street shot of some people riding some bikes. Uh huh. And it felt very natural. And I, and if I saw that ad from T-Mobile, I'd be like, oh, okay. You know, it, it just, it, it doesn't feel like they're trying to, because when you watch, for example, when you watch TV ads from especially cell phone company providers, the ads are so forced and uncomfortable to watch. They think they're funny, but they're not. It's a nightmare. And, um, and I think that, the, them working with people like you and uh, uh, all of the young up-and-coming creator folks on Instagram and YouTube is so good for them and they don't even realize it yet. Um, and so I love I love that dynamic and I love that you, you're actually able to help them as a company grow because of your ability to use the, the gift that you've built over time not the gift, the talent that you've, you've built over time that you've put hours and hours into. I think that's fantastic. I, I think the goal is obviously just trying to get people to see that value as a creator. Totally. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. No, you do a great job. Um, and it's, uh, all about, it's all about putting the time in too. You can't, ex- like I, you know, I've been doing this for not, I mean, not a very long time, but I've been go- pretty serious with it since I was 20. Mm. And I'm 27 now. Mm. So. Patience. Yeah, but I started even earlier at that. I just got seri- more serious with it at 20. There's um, like, for me, it's a. It's like, it should take like 10 years for anybody, but mm. I mean, it's all about if you put a lot of time and work into anything, like, good good things will come out of it. Yeah. It was like for me, if I, if you look at like a growth chart, right, and you have the thing that starts at the bottom, the line, it curves upwards. That's how I feel like the creative process is for me in, how, in, in terms of how serious I am about it. I'm more serious today than I was like three months ago. And then three months before that, I was less serious. And then, but that three months ago, you think you're, this is as serious as I'm going to get. But right. then you get more and more serious. Then you're dedicating more and more time. You're more intentional. You're more refined. And uh, that's that's how you grow. So that's why I encourage people who are pretty young to, if they're 16 and they're just playing around, I wish that when I was that age, if I would have just jumped on it, punched it in the mouth, like, where would I be now? That's an interesting thought. So I I think it's, you have to be furiously intentional as early as you can. Totally. Should we talk about I have to run soon? Should we talk? Oh, yeah. I, but let's do. Let's, do you have one more question we could do? Yeah, or, totally, like, totally. To um, yeah, this is. I actually have a perfect one. I think that'll wrap it up well. Cool. So, for somebody who is pretty new at the photography or any creative art game, they, maybe they're they're pretty decent at what they do. They put in a lot of time and effort, but they don't really know how to take the step into getting people to work with them. Maybe their following is is not so much, right? How, what would you recommend they do? Um, I, yeah, something similar to, similarly to how, to what I mentioned with about Andre, my friend Andre with his portrait series. Um, 
I'd say, I mean, from specifically from photography, are you asking, or just uh, creative in general? Yeah, apply it to yourself. Okay, so yeah. for myself as a portrait photographer, I my goal would be to work for like whether it's magazines or certain brands. Um, I would make something that I would think that they would see and would want to hire me to recreate that in a version that, of theirs. So you, it's almost like you show and tell before you even reach exactly. out to them. Well, you show. Yeah, like, you show. Yeah, so like just saying you could do that doesn't really mean much. You got to be able to show someone that you're capable of doing this type of work. So no one's going to tell you to do that. It's not like you're just going to get assigned. You have to assign yourself something along the lines that you believe that you'll get assigned. Mm -hmm. it's, almost, it's almost like you need to make them see themselves in your creation. Make that as easy as possible. Exactly. For so, for example, with Andre, um, he actually might have shot for the New York Times for it, or maybe not. But regardless, and I don't know if this is a goal of his, but I'm sure it is because it makes sense, like shooting like a story for the New York Times. So let's just pretend like he never did, which I'm not sure if he has or not, but let's pretend he hasn't. By him, like just making a personal project like he did with this one, working with a couple of friends, uh, making a website for this project even, like getting really serious with it. And um, just by him doing that, if the right people see that and like it, they'll want to hire him for the next for, an, for the next opportunity, I think that he could make something like that or even right away for mm -hmm. a story that they want to be told. And his goal will come true just like that. Mm -hmm. um, so it's different for every type of artist, like what you want to do. But I'd say make, like, one, you got to go out of your comfort zone. Two, you got to make work that you enjoy, that's true to yourself, that's a story that you think needs to be told in your perspective. And three, I think, you know, come up with a couple of people, like, come up with a couple goals, like whether it's a brand you want to work for or a magazine or newspaper or whatever, or person or whatever it is, and then maybe think of something that they might want to hire you for, or they might enjoy seeing. That's also something that you would want to shoot and want to be hired for. Mm -hmm. And then come up with some creative concept, whether it's a project or a series or a single photo even. Um, and yeah, even though no one's telling you to do it, like tell yourself to do it. And, you know, with the internet now, it, could, it's, it might be easier than you think to have this person see it. So, um, yeah. I also think that the power of a little bit of free work and also just having one client that can give you a little bit of it, not experience, but a little bit of uh, a couple of creations that you can share with the next person. I found the, the multiplicative, <laughs> that's a word, right? Multiplicative power of that is immense. Like you will get done with a project and then you go, oh, wait, I can reach out to this other person who does something very similar, but is maybe a little bit of a bigger brand. Now I have this work to show. And I think, I think it's easy to underestimate the power of that. Definitely. Yeah. 
Cool. Well, for the last thing I'll say is your hair right now is the raddest thing I've ever seen. It's the raddest thing that's ever existed in the universe. Wow. That's a bold statement. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the neon pizza was pretty cool, but that's the hair. The, the hair is a really special thing. Well, here's another thing I want to add. Basketball season is about to start. Go Sixers. Trust the process. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Sports ball. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, okay, cool, man. Well, thank you for giving me the time to, to yes. pick your brain about what you're up to. Thanks for having me. Excited to see the video. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see how it turns out. Cool. Cool, man. Thank you. Have a good night, okay? Later, James. Peace. See ya.